Hey, welcome back. Nice to see you again. This is Richard Sachs, and here's our dialogues with Dr. Gabriel Cousins. And uh, we'll get right into it because we have a short time, as always. And you know that Dr. Cousins does a lot of great work on restoring people's health, transforming their lives, and the healthy environment with uh, the environment in general in the classic sense of the term. And his idea for today was to talk about the environmentalism that's happening now and how far away it is from the real relationship that he's advocating with all the, all the world around us and how we can heal that and bring things back toward normal again. So without any further ado, let's get right to Dr. Cousins and uh, welcome and let's see where we go today. Should be a great discussion. Okay, Richard, thank you. And I greet you all with love and joy in a world that's not having a whole lot of joy, but I think it comes from us, our choice. So we're going to do a little bit of spiritual dancing, a little spiritual joy to get that going. Um, And then let's see what we can do from there in in that bigger picture. Uh, Then we'll talk a little bit are kind of like thinking about the environment in a little bit different way. So, let us first start with a little spiritual dancing um, to get that energy going, and then afterwards we'll meditate a little bit. Meditation we use is Yoda on the in-breath, hey on the out-breath. Wa on the in-breath, hey on the out-breath. That's it. Yoda from the base to the heart, hey out to the heart. Wa from the base to the third eye, hey out to the heart. And we just keep repeating it until our mind is quiet, and then you're in meditation. We're only, you know, our meditation here is like four minutes, just just enough to quiet the mind. Um, and so we dance and we meditate, and then we talk. So here we go. Come dance now. Come dance. Okay.
Okay. Now we focus on my eyes as we go into meditation for a few minutes. Just let light that let that light energy come through. We're now in the meditation.
Okay. Slowly come out of meditation. So, we're going to talk a little bit more about the ecology, but in a slightly different angle. I'm coming for a little bit more direct experience, and there's two angles to it. Uh, you've heard me talk about the sevenfold peace, peace with the ecology of the of our body, physical health, okay, peace, you know, with the mind and mental health, meditation, peace with the family, interactional peace, peace with the community, peace with all cultures, and peace with this sacred ecology and peace with God. So I use the word sacred ecology. So that's one level. You know, it's a, it's a whole way of being where the whole ecological system at all seven levels is what we're looking at. And that's key because you can't really talk about peace with ecology if you're um, doing things against humanity or you're doing you know, so that's just a piece. The second piece is um, I've lived uh, for three years in Mendocino uh, on a piece of land that had no electricity and no water and no telephone also. And and there weren't cell phones at that time. This is in the 70s. And really had to create an ecological base where we had our own organic farm going, uh, you know, a garden going. And we were able to do a variety of things there, uh, you know, build enough so we could live. And But it's very different when you have nothing but the land and you're not hooked up to the grid in any way. Okay? Uh, you have to take care of your own um, um, pollution multiple ways. And you have to create your own energy systems. And we try to variety of different things between wind energy, which really doesn't work very well. Um, like I remember we, we, we put a, a wind a whole propeller on the top of a tree about 200 feet up and there was this big storm and the thing blew off. It actually took off in the wind. Uh, so there, there, there was our wind generator flying away. I mean, it crashed, obviously, but it flew away first. And we tried these different things and it was really hard to get an energy system that really worked, learning how to work with batteries. And at that time, that's a while ago. Uh, but we, we eventually figured out how, how to do it because we still had cars and we had a 300 amp battery and we put it in the car and we take the kids to school uh, near the ocean at 12.5 miles away and just going to the school and back our car would be charged, this battery would be charged up, then we'd plug our house into the car. And that's how we, <laughs> we did it. It worked actually very well. It was very consistent energy. It helps to have consistency. 
Okay, so the point I mean is we, we've learned to live on the land very directly uh, and, and living with, you know, just compost toilets and a variety of different things. And one of the things you learn, you have, you have to become one with the ecology. You have to become one with the living planet. So I don't think about ecology as there is me protecting the ecology. I don't think about the ecology as I'm trying to fix the ecology. It's I'm one with the living planet. That's my body. And somebody's abusing it, they're abusing my body. So it's a very personal way of thinking about it. So one with the living ecology, you do this to the planet, you're doing it to me. The way around, I'm not taking care of myself. <clears throat> I'm doing that to the planet. So there's that aspect of it is, is, is that our body and the living planet are one. So there's no separation. So it's a, it's a whole other way of thinking. Um, it's not abstract. You're living on the land, you're one with the ecology, and that's the way it is. You have to be one with the ecology. As a Native American sun dancer, an eagle dancer, you know, the Native American way was, was they didn't they use the sophisticated, those kind of terms, was being one with the, with the land. So it's not a new concept, it's just something that happens when you're living on the land. That's a whole ecological approach. It's a whole ecological understanding. And humans are part of that too. The human ecology, that's part of the sevenfold piece. So when I think about, you know, some of the, the I don't even know how to say it, but just uh, ecologists who, who don't consider the human element that we're part of the living planet, it's like, wait, what just happened? We're part of the ecology. Not that we're living in harmony with the ecology, but we're part of the ecology, and and to separate humans from the ecology is 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 uh, not connected to the reality of the living planet, all the animals, all the plants, all the trees, and all the humans, and the living planet Earth are all part of one ecology. And so we take it now into a slightly spiritual point of view because what I'm sharing is not necessarily, I won't call it spiritual. It, it's just a way of life. It's a way of thinking. And I'll say, you know, it helps us understand Native American when you really get one with ecology. They're one with the living planet. And now we kind of bring another area into it is that the kind of deep mystical teachings is God created everything. Well, if God created everything, everything's holy. And our relationship with the earth has to be in that holiness. So now we don't have ecology, we have a sacred ecology, and we have a sacred relationship with the ecology, not to violate it. Now, there is a play. You're an herbalist. You go out and you pick herbs. Well, that is a play of energy, and we're actually taking in the living planet. 
into us and becoming one with the living planet in that way. So it doesn't mean you don't pick herbs or climb trees or whatever, but you're one with it. Now, many years ago, there was a lady who climbed up the top of a tree. It was in Northern California. I can't remember her name. I interviewed her at one point. And she stayed up there, I don't know, half a year. I think it was a year to protect the trees. And then I, after she came down, I didn't climb up the tree to interview her. I could have, but I didn't. Um, I said, well, what's your diet? She's eating meat, and she's eating junk food, and it's like, wait, wait, I thought you were involved with ecology. How can you be involved with ecology if you're eating meat? Uh, meat eating is very ecologically destructive. You know, without giving too many details, we could just say that the meat eating diet takes uh, three and a half times more energy, 10 to 12 times more water, uh, <clears throat> meat eating agriculture takes up 70% of the agricultural land, uh, vegan agriculture takes 5%, a vegan can live on the land that 14 people, meat eat. 14 vegans can live on the land that one meat eater lives on. These are ecological things that are pretty stark, okay? So that, I just said water and uh, one Mac burger takes up 55 square feet of rainforest. Eating meat is very unecological. Un, uh, un I said, but you're eating meat and you're climbing a tree and thinking that's helping? And uh, the truth is, she was very sincere. She never even included that in her thinking, and she became a vegan. I met her a few years later, and it's like, okay, here's a really sincere lady about this. And so... It was an interesting interview and <laughs> interesting teaching, but it's a holistic thing. You can't separate it. And that's what uh, some people who are, quote, ecologists today uh, or pro-ecology do. They've separated the ecology from the rest of the planet, from the rest of humanity, from how you eat. How many of the ecologists who are gluing themselves to the, the, the ground in, in England you are vegan. If you're not vegan, you can't seriously talk about supporting the ecology because, you know, again, a meat eater uh, requires a swimming, literally 1.5 million gallons of water a year. That is, uh, let's say they take, they require 4,500 gallons of water a year and a vegan 300 gallons. There's a big difference. So we have water. We have land usage. So being just a simple act of being a mediator actually upsets the ecology. And we go back to God eating. God, you know, God, it's, it was a live food vegan diet. It wasn't that complicated. It was right there. And so one of the teachings is Pay attention so we don't destroy the earth. And when I mean don't destroy the earth, I mean don't destroy the earth. And how we eat is one of the biggest ways of destroying the earth 
particularly, you know, a meat-centered diet does that because it brings in all the the animal agriculture and so forth. So if there's anybody talking about theology and they're not vegan, they're really not seeing it in a bigger picture. Okay? Um, And it's a way of being at peace because you're not violating the earth. You're not causing death on the earth. Your movements on the earth are sacred. We're living in harmony with the plants, and there's a cycle between the plants and, and the humans, and we're putting out carbon dioxide. They're needing carbon dioxide for photosynthesis, but what do they do? They give us oxygen. So we're in this beautiful cycle of life with the plants and the trees. And, of course, we can go into talking with the plants, and you, if you observe the plants, they do turn towards you, they do listen, they talk to each other, all that's been proven. So that's not like they're mute. It's just we can't hear. A lot of us can't hear what the plants have to say. If you listen, you really can't hear, okay? And so we're, we're looking at a vision of peace on the planet where there's no death. That's what I'm talking about. And you say, well, but you pull a plant. Well, you don't have to pull a plant. You you, you, know, you, you harvest it. But you don't have to pull it out of the earth. Um, you know, so it can it can regrow. And, and that's kind of, in a sense, a vision of peace where do no harm or what we call in the Buddhist ahimsa, do no harm. And that includes not just the people, but to the living planet. So the, the message with ahimsa is you do the least amount of harm so, because you still have to eat, you still have to, uh, uh, you know, nurture yourself, but you do it in a way that causes the least amount of damage. That clearly is going to be your, your vegan diet. Um, and I think the other point is animals are not here for our, they're not here for food. They're just part of the living thing, just like humans aren't here to be food. Uh, well, some people do that, but they're not here to be food. It's it's a living organism that we're really talking about. Um, and I was talking a little bit earlier with uh, Richard. You know, it's like you know the Torah saying, "No, it doesn't say that at all." Unless you are doing temple offerings, which doesn't happen anymore, there's no obligation to eat meat. So that ended with the fall of the first temple. Done. No more animal sacrifice and no one is obligated to eat meat. Period. And you're only obligated to eat meat if you were kind of a priest doing the sacrifice. Or you were participating in the sacrifice. But that's all gone. You know, that's not what's happening now. Um, in, in fact, they they say if you you kill an animal, you're really obligated to bury to to, to put the blood buried in the earth. Why? Because there's shame in killing animals. Because you're bringing peace. Okay. Um, now, the other piece is sacredness in how we eat. 
And we can say, okay, we do a prayer and this, and we'll say, oh, we're, people don't know, but 95%, according to two Native American researchers who are independent, 95% of the Native Americans, besides the Plains Indians, actually were pretty much vegan. Um, uh, just to make a point, you know, it wasn't total, but very high level of that. But we're talking about seeing the sacredness of all things as we interact with the planet. It's based, though, on the oneness. It's based on our interactions are not about domination, but dominion, which is we're, we're making things happen in a good way so the whole living planet benefits and grows and gets stronger and healthier. Obviously, what's going on in the world today is we don't have seem to be acting with any kind of understanding towards that. Uh, and so we see a lot of environmental mess without much consideration. So I'm going to invite Richard in here to join us. Um, and again, the key is living as a with the planet, with the planet as a living prayer, seeing the sacredness in all things. Richard, you brought up a, a lot of interesting points, Doctor Cousins, and um, to me, also, it's about harmony and. You know, for a long time, I was really focused on how could you eat in this physical environment without any destruction. And for a while, I tried to be fruitarian because it seemed like the you know you don't even have to hurt a plant if you just eat fruit. And it seems like in our normal state, which nobody that I know of has now, um, if you just pick a ripe fruit once a week and get all the energy from it, that should be adequate, and it doesn't hurt the tree, and the fruit is produced only for food. I mean, there's only a few things that are produced only to be eaten, and fruit is one of them. And it's a mechanism of the tree to spread the seed. That didn't work for me, but I, I spent a long time studying uh, people like Morris Crock and um, others that were recommending fruit. Morris wrote... Um, a book called Fruit, the Food and Medicine for Man that I read in the university in the 60s. You may remember it. And um, I was trying to do that, and I've never never been able to make that work. I talked to somebody after Morris Crock died, um, much later, decades later, and he apparently didn't make it work either for the long term. And so it's a real kind of a balancing act, and I mean, if you breathe or move in the physical environment, you're killing. There, there's really no way around it that I know about if you have a massive uh, physical body to deal with. But you can minimize it, like you said. And I right. think that's on that level, that's the best we can do. Yeah, and everybody, you know, if everybody's minimizing it, it creates a, a, a safer and sacred space for everyone. That's the key concept. Right. And I have to admit, you know, what you're bringing up is I'm not uh, completely in harmony on that level because I'm still using raw milk. And it it's not like the China study. It's not hurting me or anything like that. But 
the pro and the old rishis used raw milk a lot and it didn't hurt them but um the way they do dairy now even the organic ones even the ones that say they're being compassionate they kill all the animals which is a big defect i mean when the <laughs> That's an understatement, I would say, yes. Go yeah, ahead. They really promote compassion and have pictures of the cows and the goats and everybody running around happy and frolicking in the field. And that can be true for a while. But it's like if you were the cow and the owner said to you, um, you know, we're going to be really nice to you and you can eat grass all day and you be a raw vegan, by the way, and run around in the sunlight. And, and then we're going to slaughter you. And what do you think of that? And most people would be against that if they were the cow. And the only way they really get around it is to think that the animals are unconscious. They don't feel anything. They don't have emotions. And when you yourself become more conscious, you realize um, that's not true. They're very conscious, even animals that you wouldn't think of that way at all. It's really interesting. So when I look at not eating meat, which I don't do, um, it's not, I, I'm aware of the ecological issues, but the reason I don't do it is I look into the animal and I see the conscious being there and I have an automatic desire not to cause pain. So, you know, that's my primary motivation. And I think if that develops and we get our consciousness back, we won't be able to fight wars. I mean, we'll have to for self-defense in certain circumstances, but our consciousness will be so strong that we'll find other ways to deal with it. Everything follows awareness. Seems to me. So, so what we're talking about is, from an ecological point of view, is enhancing our sense of oneness with the living planet. So we're not protecting the ecology. We are one with the living planet. We're not protecting the planet because that's about separation. We're operating as one with the living planet. And that gives us a different perspective of, uh, in, in our relationship to the planet, but also in terms of protection as well. Right. And that's a different, because it's just different. And we see all the planet. We don't see as humans as an aberration on the planet. That is not ecological thinking. Right. That's what we're being taught now. In fact, when, when you become more self-aware and have a, a feeling of who you are, at least closer to it, you don't relate to other people the same way as you did before. You don't want to hurt anybody. You don't want anybody to suffer. You don't want the so-called bad people to suffer. You don't want the good people to suffer. You don't want to cause pain to anybody. And you start not blaming people and condemning people for what they do, you start seeing underneath the programming that's a conscious being that is imprisoned by patterns in the mind. And if we become strong enough, we can, we can help get them out too. So when we have separation among humans, as we're having today, that's a dis disruption in the living ecology. Right. Because we are born into the essential oneness, we violate it when we begin operating in separation. So, peace with humanity is part of the overall ecology. 
And that's clearly what we're not exactly seeing in the world today. Right. There's another big aspect, too, which is how we use technology and how we design and develop technology. And if you've got the consciousness that you're talking about, where we're one with the whole environment, the living, all of its living, but the different manifestations of our environment, you don't design cell phone frequencies to damage the people that use them. You don't design plastics to never break down. You don't design anything to hurt anybody, you know, and you use the creativity of real science, which is exploring with no preconceptions and questioning everything to develop a whole advanced technology that is in harmony with nature. And that's not being done right now for the most part. And we have the ability to do it. Yeah, it can be done. Even with the EMF issue, with the 5G and 6G, you know, the people who know about these things are saying they don't have to use these destructive frequencies. It's possible to have a great communication system with frequencies that are actually health modalities. And they carry the information just as well or better. So, the, the proper way of thinking about it is how to eat and how to live uh, in balance with the holiness of all creation. And if we use that as a guideline, then we're honoring all of life, including human life. Right. And I think that's the big, you know, key point here. Yeah. If you if you absorb and actually develop that awareness in yourself, self awareness that you're one with the environment and everybody else is in the same overall consciousness that you are then another side effect happens. And that's that if somebody in a position of power tells you to commit a crime in the name of law or, you know, killing some other people of another country for no reason and mistreatment of people as a policeman or something like that, you can't do it. You don't say, well, I wish I didn't have to, but I'll lose my job or I'll be court-martialed out of the military if I don't commit mass murder Things like that. You, you're sorry for that, but you can't do it. You know, so just like you can't knowingly cause pain to an animal unless it's some kind of self, weird self-defense situation, you also can't follow illegal immoral orders from any kind of authority figure. You know, you'll know intuitively that wearing a mask is going to hurt you, and it sets a bad example for other people. That letting people inject poison into your body is uh, desecration of your temple. So you can't do it. And your choices become a lot simpler. Yes. So it comes back to, again, having the attitude of creating sacredness in all that we do. That's the key ecological statement. One other observation about that, I got some questions during the week, and uh, thank you for going into the trans issue last week. Do you remember we were talking about what's happening to kids and forcing them into this 
genital mutilation and ridiculous stuff that that the authorities are trying to do now, especially in the Western countries. And if you get this oneness consciousness that you're talking about that tells you what to eat and how to act and how to treat other people, you'd, you'd never fall for any of these hoaxes. That would just not happen. So the bottom line of a cure, rather than you know, just what we do on the outside to try to change things. It brings you back to the same point all the time. Changing yourself is so powerful that if you do that, and even if you don't talk, you're going to affect everybody else because of our connection. Okay. Well, I think we made the... The teaching is so simple, we don't have to keep talking about it. So I want to bless everybody that we walk in sacredness and that we understand at a heart level our oneness with the living planet. Oh. And thank you, Richard. And thank you, Doug. And thank all of you who have chosen to listen to us. Because we appreciate that. Thank you, Dr. Cousins. I think you're right. And we don't need to say a lot. You know, there's ways to go on and on about the implications of what you were saying. But harmony in yourself is a gift to your whole environment and the rest of the world and everywhere. So the message is simple for all of us. You know, become aware of what you're doing, not not our typical focus on everybody else, like, you know, what somebody looks like or what they're doing or what they're saying and how off track they are. That's not, I mean, it's important to have that strategic awareness, but if you want to help the world, where the power is, is really changing ourselves. Harmony, as Dr. Cousins was saying, peace, oneness, harmony, with the outer environment is a natural outcome of harmony in yourself. And if you've got all these crazy, uh, disruptive, stressful thoughts and emotions running around in your mind, which most of us do, as long as you don't have a willingness to become aware of that, they keep dominating you. But if you get to where you'll look at yourself, and you can, anytime you're brave enough, you can try it. You know, now, for example. And look at where your mind is going, where your thoughts are going, your emotions. Bring them back in. And the ones that are fake identities for you that are causing all kinds of disruption, let them go. They don't persist unless you feed them with your attention and put your attention on who you really are, which is always because of where you came from. Harmony, appreciation and love for everybody else and what... Dr. Cousins is calling the sevenfold peace. So you've already got it. You don't have to create it. Drop the stuff that doesn't go with it, and it'll be what's left. So anyway, I won't belabor it too much. He's right about keeping it simple. Apply it in your life. Apply it in our lives. That's what it comes down to. It's one thing to believe it and to know it and to be able to explain it and to talk about it. The missing link is... Like Nike says, just do it. Relax. Watch where your focus is. 
and ask yourself, what would it feel like if this harmony was in you and everywhere? And tune into that feeling and watch what happens. Changes everything. So have a great week. Thanks for being here. We're starting to do interviews, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. Take care. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.